You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Listen to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Great deal going on. Throw down $5 on these tournament games. And uh, if you're a new customer, you get $200 in free plays. Joined by Saul Bookman. I'm Mike Luke. Got a lot of comments coming in. Obviously, Saul, not the way you want the season to end. I don't think anybody wants that. And we're going to get into everything. But first and foremost, I think it's important to keep things in perspective here. And that this is a team that came into the season not ranked and now you know, we're talking about being upset at a Sweet 16 run right here. So that's important, I think, to have before we get into that. What do you got? Uh, I'm a million percent. Uh, listen, the, the team didn't play well today. Like, that, that, that's obviously uh, – that's obvious to everybody that watched the game. It wasn't a good performance. But um, you really, really, really got to just take a step back and think about where we were at um, with this team just a year ago and wondering what it was going to look like, what Tommy Lloyd was going to bring to the table. And um, I mean, hell, 33 wins, four losses. If you, if you told me that in the preseason plus the Sweet 16 appearance, sure, we would have loved to got to the Final Four. We were one of the favorites to get to the Final Four and win it all. And, uh, you know, disappointment in that matter. But a tremendous season overall, man. You got to be really pumped up. Listen, Mike, you talked about backing the A all season long. And the, the fan base definitely felt like it rallied this season. Um, a little bit at the tail end of football and the momentum it seemed like with the recruiting and it kind of bled into basketball and it was so much fun to watch. It took everybody back to the Lute Olsen days, which everybody reveres. Dude, it's a fucking great day to be a Wildcat no matter what time you wake up, man. And uh, today's no different. Yeah, and Saul, here's the thing that I still can't get past. And, you know, sometimes guys are going to have bad games. Well, we talked about it before. You got an eight-man rotation here. And when Tabellis, Kerr, Ballo, and uh, Kyer don't really give you much, it's going to be difficult to win. It's going to be difficult to win. It's really that simple for me. I think sometimes people try to outthink things. But when four of your guys don't play well, you're playing a team like Houston. That's what's going to happen right there. Yeah, I mean, listen, 
who was the better overall team tonight? It was Houston. No Houston doubt. Houston from top to bottom was the better team. Like, there is no debate about that. Uh, Arizona had a couple guys that showed up, mainly uh, ter- uh, uh, Terry and, um, mm-hmm. and Ben Matherin. Uh, outside of that, I really felt like everybody kind of disappeared tonight. Right. And, um, you know, it, sometimes, you know, Corey Williams used to say, like, sometimes in crunch moments, you find out who really wears the big boy pants in, in the family. And tonight, in, the, in, this, in this hostile environment, let me tell you something about this, okay? The fact that Houston, and I'm not trying to give them, you know, I'm not trying to make an excuse. It was what it was. But the fact that Houston only had to go two hours away from home to play basically a sweet 16 in their own backyard right. here in San Antonio, that crowd was ridiculous. It was loud. It was, it was just like U of A was in San Diego. Um, like it, it wasn't even close. It was it was a loud Houston crowd, and and it had a bit of an effect on the team. Yeah, and on top of that, Saul, this was an Arizona team that just got outworked. Let's be honest here. How many times would Arizona get a defensive stop, and then oh by the way, we got a Houston guy running to the middle to either lay it back in, get another possession, get another three point shot. I can't – the games that really upset me are the games when I think that Arizona was the better team and somehow didn't win. Tonight, Saul, Houston was the better team. There's just no way around it. Houston was the team that deserved to win this game this day. A million percent. I mean, you, I, I can't say it any better than that. They, they played from, from the beginning of the game to the end. They played a much better game all the way around. Their, their defense bothered the Wildcats. Um, they were more physical. They, uh, you can see in pregame warmups, uh, they seem to have a little bit more intensity than U of A. Right. But you know, U of A, is, they're they're a more loosey goosey team anyway. So I didn't want, I didn't think that that was going to be a, a factor. And then they started the game the way they did, and I was like, okay, well maybe it is a factor. You know, it was, it was tough. It was tough all, all the way around. But you know, again, at the end of the day, you need to make sure that you put this this program back on track. And, and nobody can debate that Tommy Lloyd did just that this season. Well, that's exactly what he did. And it was funny. I was just looking at my notes during the game. The most important thing, and again, I'm going to keep going back to this, and then we're going to get to your comments because everybody out there, you're the ones that make the show. It's important to remember, the commentators made this point multiple times, this team did not have any votes to be ranked in the preseason top 25. So, yes, we are all disappointed, no doubt about it. I don't think anybody saw this game happening in this, uh, you know, in this manner, but – if you're, if you're, we're talking about where Arizona was at this point last year, as opposed to this point this it's about a hundred percent difference right there. Man, I listen. I'm excited to see what what Tommy Lloyd and company are going to do. Um, it's ironic that Gonzaga and Arizona both lost today uh, because before the game started today, uh, you know Justin Spears, our our, our yeah. counterpart over at the Daily Star, had said, "Wouldn't that be something if Arizona won today?" And Gonzaga lost. You could probably you, you you might be able to make the point that hey, Gonzaga maybe maybe some of that that influence was was Tommy Lloyd, and that's right. what Tommy Lloyd's doing. And so Arizona's in great hands with Tommy Lloyd. I, I'll tell you that much right now. He's he he's he's got a way about him that I think is going to attract a lot of players to the program. Um, he kept his cool for the most part today, um, and I just posted on social on my own account at the end of the game. When the, the clock was running down, he made it a point to go down the line to every single player and tell them to keep their heads up, shook their hands, patted them on the chest, and then, and then came back to shake um, Kelvin Sampson's hand. So 
Um, just a class act. That's something that Luke would have done, um, you know, get his guys back on board and, and understand like, hey, this is just one step in the journey. And whether you're here for the ultimate taste of success, should it come down the road, you're still a part of the program for life. And you need to remember that. All right, let's get to some of the comments here. Uh, our Gondol, we just didn't have a good plan, and we always knew outside shooting is a problem when our players like Coloco and Tabellus are soft and got mugged. I disagree with some of that. I, dis I agree with some of it. I disagree with other. Houston, especially with Kerr on a hobbled ankle, Houston was just quicker. Saul, you were there on the ground. I was watching it on TV. Houston was able to get to their spots, basically wherever they wanted, it seemed, during that game. Up close, was that pretty much the, the you know, the gist that you got as well? Um, you know, yes, yes. And uh, to, Kerr, to the Kerr point, and I love, I love what Kirk Reese has brought to this team this year, but um, he was a liability out there on defense. Um, he, he was. And, and Houston knew he was a liability, and they, they out-physicaled him basically the entire game. Um, and it wasn't until the very end where he was able to get one to drop because um, he was wide open. Right. The problem that uh, that I had in this game was this was the game where Arizona, we talked about it all year, they needed to take advantage of their size, and Azulus Tabellis had the two worst games of his se of the season. I mean, he couldn't hold on to the ball. He couldn't finish. I believe he was 0 of 9 from the field, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, he was just turning the ball over left and right. This was the game, and again, he's got – he'll have more opportunities. He's only a sophomore. But, Saul, this was the game where you needed a 20 and 10 out of Big Zoo, and you just didn't get that. What's the what's the knock we always hear about European players? Soft. It's that, it's that they're soft. Right. It's that they're soft. And um, Houston – came in and they bodied up. Um, I mean, shit, look at Ballo. Ballo's body language was not good today. Right. Um, he was, he was soft in the, and you could tell he was shook. Like, mm -hmm. and, and it's not often you can, you know, I saw Kyler Murray in the playoffs. He looked shook. No doubt. You know, Ballo, I was just going to wonder if you were going to go there. Yeah. 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 Ballo looked the same way today. Um, a lot of these dudes looked shook today. Um, they just didn't come with it. They weren't ready to go. They didn't understand what the environment and listen, Houston, they can ball. They can ball, and they're strong. They're physical. Um, I'm actually very excited to see that matchup between them and Villanova because Villanova is just a stout, too. So it'll, it'll be a – Chad, I understand. No ball of disrespect. I'm not saying <laughs> – I don't think I said anything disrespectful. You I'm did just it. saying that he, he didn't come ready to play today, and I don't think anybody could doubt that. All right, Ricky Garrett, you summed it up very well. Uh, Tommy exceeded expectations. Love him as our coach. Every player he gets will battle for him. Couldn't be happier with the hire. And that basically, at the end of the day, that's kind of what this comes down to, is that, you know, this is still an A-plus hire. This was an A-plus season right here. Arizona also just had things going against it. And uh, like you just said, Saul, this was a game, if Arizona's going to win this game, you needed to get a good Kirk Creasa. And even watching just on TV here, this was, you could tell that Houston, whenever he was isolated and there was nobody within about five or six feet either way, as Mark Jackson would say, they were looking to dance with him. And oh, Jimmy Jackson, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it just it just, did, it just didn't end well for him. You know, and I think this, this was one of the first times where another team looked a little quicker, a little bit more athletic than Arizona. Yeah, they, I mean, definitely, Houston, listen, Houston as a five seed is kind of atrocious, to be honest with you, and and I'm not going to go down that road because you got you got to play with who's in front of you, right? Mm -hmm. um, and if you want to win the title, you, you might have to face a team like Houston. Right. Um, but uh, here, here's a memo to Arizona women's basketball and Arizona men's basketball. You got to get some outside shooting. Please. Yeah. Someone, somewhere. 
got to hit a shot from the outside. Because if, if you can't open it up and you're looking at it and your best outside shooter today was a combination of Dalen Terry and Pella Larson, we all love Pella Larson, but if he's going to be – he's not that dude for 30 minutes, and if Dalen Terry is going to be that guy, that's not going to be good enough either. So, you, like you said, you've got to get some real shooting out there. Yeah, and also, you know, people were making points. You know, listen, Houston knew that Kirk Creaster was not going to drive. Right. You know, so the only thing he had to do was just play up on him because he wasn't going to drive. The only thing he was going to do was dribble handoff or shoot. That's all he was on offense. So, uh, you listen, in a game like this, it exposes your weaknesses. And that's what the tournament does. You have to be a solid overall team. You have to have a little bit of luck go your way. Um, and you got to handle the, 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 the ebbs and flows of each game. And, and Arizona today just could not get that one big basket to drop. I really thought coming out of the second half, when they were down by two, they had a couple opportunities to either tie it or take the lead. I really felt like if they could have done that, um, that might have changed the tide. But instead, Houston pushed it the other way, went on a little bit of a run themselves, and they really never looked back after that. All right, this is the time you're going to want to hop in on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. So you throw down $5 on the tournament games or new customers only, this only applies to you, and you get $200 in free plays if your team wins. Now, my DraftKings pick of the week was I liked Arizona to win this game, so don't listen to what I have to say. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX, 21 and up, Arizona only, gambling issue, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. It's America's best sports book. Again, code word PHNX right there. All right, Doug Allen has a sentiment that I think a lot of people are asking on Twitter, and I think it's an interesting point. He says, we're going to need to see other teams from Lloyd, but can Tommy's guys win in a fistfight type game when another team comes out and they're not on the game like Gonzaga over the years? To me, that's a little bit of a double-edged question right there because, yes, they got punched in the face by Houston today. You also had a team that didn't play well, but I would also imagine Lloyd being a smart guy probably knows that he needs to get a little quicker in the guard, a little quicker in the backcourt right there, and a little bit more dynamic. Everybody just looks at Ben and Dale and Terry and sees these great athletes and Coloco up front. But if you really look at it a little bit closer, Pella's not a great athlete. Azula's not a great athlete. Kerr, not a great athlete. Uh, Paolo, not a great athlete. Sorry, Chad. But so you need to – they're going to need to update a little bit of that. But I think Tommy Lloyd gets that. Well, I, I also, you know, the biggest difference between Gonzaga and Arizona is Gonzaga plays in the West Coast Conference, mm -hmm. point blank. Uh, the yeah. only team in the West Coast Conference that can give Gonzaga any type of issue are, is St. Mary's. And St. Right. Mary's plays physical with them, and it gives them problems. Arizona knows they got UCLA, they got USC, and they got Oregon in the right. conference that can body them up, that can play tough, um, and and you gotta you gotta match that um, every single year. There is no down year. You can't finesse anybody in this league. You gotta play tough, um, and and so Tommy Lloyd knows that. And um, there was also another another question in the chat. Uh, let me see if I can find it. It was uh, yeah yeah. So CG says, do you think any of these players enter the transfer transfer portal? Um, it's hard to tell right now. It's so far. It's it's so early in the season. Right. Um, I would anticipate, you know, you, you're going to lose a couple guys. Obviously, you're going to lose Justin Kyer because this is his final year. You're probably going to lose um, Benedict Matherin, even though if you go back to our YouTube channel, uh, during the Pac-12 tournament, we had a behind the scenes. And after they won the Pac-12 tournament, Ben Matherin did tell the student section that he was coming back. Now, I don't know if that was a little tongue-in-cheek, right. tongue but he did say that. Um, and then Coloco is another question. You don't know if he's going to come back or not. Um, I would certainly hope he comes back, but he might not feel like he needs to. He, he might feel like, you know, he's got what it takes to go to the, to the next level, and I wouldn't doubt him. 
uh, for doing so. So and there's you, just a lot of moving parts. And you got a lot of other guys, too, that when you think about it, Dalen Terry coming back, Julius Tabellis coming back, Kerr coming back, Pella Larson, you're bringing in um, – you're, obviously, you're going to hit the transfer portal. You could possibly have Kylan Boswell, a five-star guard, reclassify. So you're going to have other guys that would be – you know, that will be back there. Um, Chad McDonald's put it like this. He says, I'm just happy we don't have Sean Miller as a coach. Every day is a W. Yeah, I think it's important. And again, Miller, to his credit, definitely left very a good roster for him. But I can guarantee you, as soon as I'm sitting here in this A behind me, by the way, Saturday Neon, which we're going to get to in a second, very sharp right there. But I can guarantee you this team is not 31-4 and four at the end of the season, Saul, so Sean Miller is the coach. I feel very comfortable saying this. Same. Likewise. Right. And listen, Sean, Sean Miller is a very good coach. Not going to take them take that away, but the way that this team developed um, over the course of the season and felt free to play uh, an up tempo type of game um, was was refreshing. And and you know the only thing I wish was is that you know that style of play would have been able to stand the test of time because obviously as we got to to, to this point it, it, it didn't. All right. Some people see things in a different light, and we we value everybody that comes on here, every single person. And again, I'm just a talking head. I don't know any more than you guys do. I just like to give my opinion. But I disagree with what Pablo has to say here respectfully. Coloco got bullied in back-to-back games. It was depressing to watch. Coloco had the game of his career the previous game. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what that's all about. We're talking 32-12-3. and three. So, again, he didn't have his best game today. But you know what I liked about Coloco and I liked about Ben here? Even though neither one of them had their best games, they were two of the guys that at least looked like it did. The moment wasn't too big for them, and that's not to diss the other guys because they haven't really been there. But Ben kept charging, and for for the majority of the game, even though the stat line didn't necessarily indicate a good game out of Ben. You, you said Ben and who else? Ben and Coloco, by and large, I thought Coloco kept. He wasn't good. I'm not saying that, but it didn't look like he was. It didn't look like he was backing away. I'll put it to you like that. Uh, from my point of view, it seemed like he was a little timid as well. Uh, right. I mean, he missed a lot of, a lot of bunnies, a lot of okay. easy shots that, that normally should go down. And, um, it, it, that was, that was tough to watch all, all the way around. But, um, so I, I would probably disagree with you a little bit there. Again, I just think, um, there was Dale and Terry and Ben Matherman. Those are the only two guys that really showed up today and, and didn't feel intimidated by the other team. And, and listen, also, I'm going to give those, those guys a shout out because as much as they got trashed, after beating TCU by those crappy ass Horn Frog fans and some of the and and them trying to push this national narrative that Arizona is a bunch of you know you know just front running you know uh, braggy type dudes, those guys all respected what Houston did to them after the game. Shook their hands. Go down. Uh, uh, um, Kirk Krista is walking off the court and he's clapping to the crowd like. You know, the same thing he always does, like all the, the same support. Like, listen, this team was not a bunch of was not a bunch of front runners. They were a bunch of dudes that just love to play ball. And if fans want to talk trash to them, they had to be prepared for them to talk trash back. And I'm OK with that. They're kids. They're going to they're going to learn from these things and move on. And they represented the A about as, as well as I could have hoped. And I, I'm shit, I, I'm not afraid to say that I was proud of this team. All right, by the way, I'm going to give this troll more time than he deserves. Fendi Bands, you come on here. I'm assuming you're an ASU fan because you always come on here when Arizona doesn't play well. All I'm going to say is this. I would take Arizona basketball over ASU football and ASU basketball combined. There you go. <laughs> you can have you can have your sport. <laughs> we'll be okay over here. 
All right, bear down bias, a good guy, uh, Brad Malone. At the end of the game, Jack Murphy, uh, associate head coach, was holding back tears in the postgame presser with Brian. He mentioned how the players on this team cared more about the name on their chest than the name. And that's really the thing that I'm going to think about this entire season. This, to me, was the rebirth of Arizona basketball. Again, it didn't end the way that anybody anybody wanted but at the end of the day, these guys all played for themselves. Their body length, you could just tell they loved each other. And to me, that was just something that really was kind of a looking back to a previous era right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, listen, the the the, the athletic program right now is in very, very good shape. Everybody's Shout feeling, out Dave Hickey, feeling by great. The way. Yeah, everybody's feeling really good. Um, you know, things are moving in a positive direction. Um, outside of football, I would say that this is probably one of the best um, you know, stretches of U of A athletics in, in quite some time. And we mentioned that the other day on, on our show. So, um, it, it, listen, anytime you lose in the NCAA tournament, it hurts. It hurts. Um, you know, and, and, you know, a guy like Fendi Band uh, doesn't understand that because they never get to the NCAA tournament. So, it, you know, it's hard to it's hard to understand what we feel and and, and the deep runs and, and, the, and the close calls and the, and the gut-wrenching performances and the – you know, the excitement of the tournament, like it's just, it's second to none. That's why you love it and hate it all at the same time. And uh, I was, I literally, when we came on, I looked at Jack Murphy. He's right over here, or, or he was over here to my left with uh, with Brian Jeffries um, and Ryan Hansen. And uh, listen, this, this, this coaching staff loves their players. The players love them back. They represent the A as well as you possibly can. And uh, we should all be proud of that. All right, one thing, though, you just mentioned the A. See this A over my – well, it depends. My right shoulder, your left shoulder. This thing is where it's at. Here's the deal. It comes from Saturday Neon. They provided us all of this. You have all kinds of cool stuff just like that A. Again, you're going to want to go to SaturdayNeon.com, and if you use the code word PHNX, you get 10% off your purchase. Again, PHNX, 10% off. Now, this thing is absolutely great. It makes – you know, if your team's still in it, heck, if your team isn't in it, this thing can always be a good addition to your wall back there. Saul, you're a man of flash. You're a man of style. You're a man of substance. <laughs> I could 100% see my boss, Saul Bookman, rocking one of these things right here. This looks like Saul. No, dude, th th that's a, it's a pretty sweet sign, man. I'm, I'm glad that we were able to get that for you because uh, nobody backs the A like my man Mike Luke um you know I miss you over here buddy it was right. it was a little bit different you know I was sitting next to Justin Spears and Alex White but um I, I I don't know the vibe was just a little bit different I didn't have somebody like you know squeezing my shoulders and pushing me when something crazy was was going on in the game so I missed that and uh right uh, so I, I hope Bruno is doing well and and listen that sign is phenomenal it's beautiful uh get yourself one 10 percent off too if you use code phnx right now Absolutely. Again, SaturdayNeon.com. All right. So Scott Schlittenhardt says, trying to convince the wife to let me cop one of those. Scott, you back the A. You put that out there every day. Just tell her that this is an important part to the addition of the house. And you know what? I think that that uh, I think that'll speak for uh, I think that speaks for itself. OK, now Matherin vanished. Coloco seemed to be intimidated. Give Houston credit. I don't buy the Matherin thing. No, no, no. He was double and triple team just about every single time he touched the ball. Like, no, he did not vanish. And every single time he was able to get, I mean, he still got to the hoop. Some of the shots just didn't fall. He didn't shrink. And again, Saul, you were up close. Obviously, I wasn't. But there was nothing about him that looked like he was withering from the moment. Sometimes you just miss shots. 
No. And a couple of times when he did hit threes, he was trash talking right back at, at the Houston players, um, the fans. Like he was, he was in it. He was into right. it. And he made some phenomenal um, plays at the rim today um, through traffic that were just gorgeous. Like only Ben Matherin is one. Of, ben Matherin's one of the few players in the country that can pull that kind of stuff off. Um, and and he he did his damnedest to try and keep this team on his back. And just listen, he would have had to have. Uh, a Kobe slash Michael Jordan performance tonight to, to pull this one out for the for U of A, and it just wasn't in the card. All right, one guy just said, uh, Robert Griffin right here, uh, because some people are saying, by the way, Robert Griffin, if you're on ESPN and coming on here at the same time, I feel very accomplished right here. RG3, oh, Robert Griffin, sorry. If Tommy Lloyd is going to be Mark Few 2.0, it's going to be fun during the regular season. A big old, See, again, I don't buy that. Gonzaga has been to the NCAA finals two of the last five years. If you want to give me Mark Few's success, you know, in a major conference that prepares you better for it, I'll take that every single day of the week. The whole thing about Gonzaga, that and that used to be a very legitimate narrative. But Saul, when you make the ter- the finals two out of five years, I think you got to kind of throw that one away. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And listen, if, if you're doing it in the Pac-12 and you're continuously one of the best teams in the country – like Gonzaga is always ranked in the top five. You will take that all day, that every day that ends in a Y, right? Like, right. That's what we hope for. That's what we want. We we wish all our programs could do that. If I told you football was a top five program every single year, would it matter if they fucking lost in the in the college football playoff? No, you wouldn't care. Well, I mean, you care, but you wouldn't sit there and be disappointed with your team. Like, that's what this team is. They're a top twenty five program. Uh, I would even say a top ten program right now. And with Tommy Lloyd in, in the fold. I'm excited to see what kind of recruits he can bring in. I think he's going he's gonna to have to be a little creative in the transfer portal. And God knows what European he has stashed away in some corner of the world that he's ready to bring out and bring out to the, to the West Coast and, and, and to Tucson because I'm excited to see it. I would imagine you're going to see a lot of roster turnover. Real quick, again, I, I'm going back on my word right here. Um, uh, Fendi Band says he's a UCLA fan. This part cracked me up, though. So he says, finally got exposed by a good team. Well, being that we played you three times and smacked you twice, I don't know what that says about UCLA right there. So yeah, yeah. Chad McDonald's right there. I just figured I would put that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, I'm going to throw that one out there one more time. Thanks. Yeah. You're not, you're um, not getting too lucky today. Yes. All right. You're, you're the, all right. Uh, you're the man, Mike. Thanks for keeping you level headed. All right. So you look ahead a little, well, I don't, you look ahead a little bit to ne- uh, next year. Then, like we said, you got a pretty nice core coming back here. This is going to be a preseason top 25 team. Like you said, though, Saul, I think the one thing that you really need to look at is the Keep transfer, up, the transfer portal, obviously, because he made a killing in the transfer portal, Europe, but you've got a strong core coming back next year, especially, and I know, Dalen Terry, I mean, excuse me, Julius Tabellis is coming off some uh, some very rough performances, but you also need to look big picture and say the kid was still 15 and 8 this year. He still was a guy that was an all-conference player. So, again, he's going to be good. Dalen Terry's back. Who knows with Coloco, but if Coloco comes back right there, you're talking about the best front court in the conference, Saul. That's a nice little place to start at. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also, listen, they're, they're going to develop. I think Tabellis is really going to take this this offseason to understand what some of his weaknesses were this year. Um, I think strength, honestly, I think strength was a, was, a, was, a, was a pro for him last year. And then all of a sudden it became kind of a con for him this year in an odd kind of way. He was very weak with the ball, very sloppy, 
um, was not strong at the at the rim. Um, I think you you'll look at that and and see see improvement next year. Also, perimeter shooting from his his perspective, I think could could very much increase uh, going into next season. Um, but overall, like you know, the shadow eight in the in the chat says we need some junkyard dogs. Um, you know, they need inner city kids, not international kids. And 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 while I agree that we need some junkyard dogs, I don't give a shit where they come from. Right. I don't Did care that matter me at all. City. I don't care if they come from the mountains of Montana. I don't care as long as they come and they they're ready to grind it out and and, and get after it defensively, um, but can score because that's what U of A basketball is all about. I think that, that that's exactly what it is too. One thing again, again, the DraftKings Sportsbook app code word PHNX. Again, don't take my word for it. I'm not going to give you my DK pick of the week. Uh, well, I did, being that I thought Arizona was going to win. Don't listen to me on that. All right, UCLA, North Carolina tomorrow. You know what? With the way that uh, some of these UCLA people are coming at us, I am now rooting for North Carolina. So you know what? If you want to root for North Carolina, get on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX, throw down $5, get $200 in free plays if your team wins. That that simple, that easy. All right, Salt. So Put a bow on this one. What will you from your uh, from your front row seat in San Antonio? What will you remember most about this season? When Saul Bookman looks back at the year twenty third from the year twenty thirty, and he looks at the twenty one twenty two U of A basketball season, what's going to come to your mind? Oh man, um, just just how this program rebounded. It's been a rough three or four years uh, for U of A fans and. It's been hard to watch this program um, for those years, you know. And even when they were playing well, you still felt like you couldn't enjoy it because you didn't know if, like, these sanctions were to come down on the program and what was going to happen. And um, it was just, it was just so sad. It was tough, and it wasn't enjoyable. Um, and I, and I would probably even say that uh, ever since the Elite Eight um, run of yeah. in back-to-back years with Miller, it's been kind of a, a rough kind of grind about it, and it, it just wasn't fun. This year was fun. This year was absolutely fun. It was great to see this team, this program, this city, um, kind of take what Adia started in the in the yeah. NCAA tournament run last point. year and carry it forward um, all the way through and hold up their end of the bargain and in, in trying to be a national power and a and a top ten program. And, and they did that. They were successful in that. And that's that's my biggest takeaway is that I just. I just love this fucking team again. And, and uh, for a little while, like I love the school and I love the colors, but I wasn't a big fan of who was running these programs. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, I, I'm on board for sure with, with Tommy Lloyd and what he's doing. So it's great. You know what it was, Saul, for the last five years? It was just, all right, what's going to happen next? Who's going to leave? What new report's going to come out? What sanction? What, you know, what investigation is going on? Arizona fans, I think we're just beaten down. You know, that's the best way that I can put it. Arizona fans were beaten down. This was a breath of fresh air, not but not only a breath of fresh air, a sustainable breath of fresh air right there. And that it's not like you're bringing in a 70 year old coach that you're like, oh, gosh, well, we got like one or two more years. Tommy Lloyd's in his basketball prime. He's not perfect. He's going to figure some things out. He'll look back and probably say, man, I wish I could have done this. I could have done that. But. He's going to grow with this program, and he's got a heck of a nice place to start from, Saul, when he went 31-4 this season. Crazy, right? I mean, we're talking about a coach that went 33-4 and this year um, in his first season, won a Pac-12 regular and tournament title, 
Um, you know, we were going to hang another banner. You got a player of the year, defensive player of the year, comeback player of the year, or most improved player of the year, um, sixth man of the year. I mean, check all the boxes for what you can want out of this team. And it's been fantastic. Um, again, so much to be proud of. I know it's hard when you see, when you see them perform like they did tonight, it's hard to just, you know, leave on a, on a, on a good note, but again, I, I can see the forest through the trees and, and I feel like we're in very good hands. And, and Tommy is going to learn from this. Absolutely. That's a good point, Mike. He's going to learn from this. Listen, this is his first experience at the helm of a program. Right. Um, and, and to get this far, uh, I'm not saying that he didn't fall short of expectations um, because they change as the year go on, but he, he surpassed our preseason expectations by a mile. Right. Something too that was shouldn't surpass your expectations because it's already here. Let's talk go PHNX for a second. Now, you might be looking at the AZ Wildcats podcast and saying, I like this, but I really like everything going on in the state. I like the Cardinals. I like the D-backs. The man that came up with this, the man that oversees and runs all of this, the guy who hired me is the one that I'm talking to right here, Mr. Saul Bookman. Saul, you got a pretty good thing going on up there in Phoenix. And you know, why don't you just give the people, first of all, I think the thing that's great about it is, is that travel everywhere, obviously at all the events. Saul is the one, though, that is making this stuff happen behind the scenes. Saul, why don't you, uh, why don't you talk a little bit about the PHNX network we got going here? Listen, guys, it's, you, you've seen it. This is all for you. This is all about the community, and it's all about um, trying to, to get everybody involved with what we're trying to do here um, back in the A, uh, creating cool stuff. Um, that you guys want to partake in and, and listen I appreciate every single one of you guys for uh, all when I say guys I mean that's like my gender neutral term I don't mean just guys sure. obviously uh, but you know everybody for supporting Mike in this journey and um, he's done a great job uh, with this show uh, done a great job really bringing you guys listen for for Mike listen listen this is what Mike has done and I don't think you all understand what Mike has done Mike has absolutely dominated in our in our company he's got the second most downloads for for a podcast and a youtube uh viewing uh standpoint in our company and the reason why is because arizona fans absolutely bring it on a day-to-day -day basis like because they bear down like that's just what it is mike has killed it and he's killed it as a one-man show and he killed it when he had to cover a team that won one football game all season he still dominated the sun devils he still dominated other sports like, that's that dude, this guy. Um, okay. And so, like, listen, it, it, like, you guys all coming coming through and, um, you know, really, really supporting my guy. It's just beautiful. And, and that's what this is all for. You know, we want we want to do more of this. And, listen, a lot of you have asked about the Back the A shirt. Um, we had to take it down. It was kind of a special release. We're trying – we're working on some things behind the scenes to try and bring it back. Uh, and uh, and But we will be creating other things. And uh, I, so I would be looking out for some other news coming down the road, uh, maybe even players involved. We'll see. Right. Saul's the guy, though, that I can tell you this, that when he says things, he tries to make them happen. And you know what? I'm very privileged to be working for a boss like you because you uh, – you know, you make you make it fun. You make you allow me to do what I want. And, you know, with within reason, obviously. And, you know, sometimes Saul's got to crack the whip. But you know what? At the at the end of the day, though, I could be happier to be here. I did want to give a massive shout out, though, besides um, besides Saul to everybody behind yeah, everybody. the scenes. Because yeah. anybody that knows me knows I literally, and Saul can uh, vouch for this, I literally had to bring my dad over to have him help me hang the A right here. <laughs> when it comes to anything technological, 
Also, do, do we all notice that Mike is nice, a, a little cleaner and clearer today? Because we got him a new camera. Like, let's make, go. Makes me look better. But, you know, uh, first of all, Michaela Perkins, you absolutely destroyed it, though, from, you know, I'm watching her. We're at the U of A women's basketball game just the other day against North Carolina. She's coming up with te- uh, pictures, tweets that I wouldn't even think about, honestly. <laughs> One of them got over 600 likes. And honestly, I just looked at the U of A bas- uh, basketball team supporting a Dia Barnes group and said, oh, that's cool. And she's basically like, all right, let's turn that into something. Duh. But everybody is like that, though. You know, J- Jacob, Jacob Franklin. Shane Diefenbach, Sean DePaz, Leah, all of you have been absolutely fantastic. And again, I can't thank you enough. This has been a fun ride, and we're just getting started right here. Uh, a couple quotes from the press conference just to kind of uh, go back to this. Um, Tommy Lloyd, overall, it was a great season. They're an amaz- uh, they are an amazing group of guys. They really helped me get Arizona basketball off to a good start in my tenure. Extremely proud of the guys. That's Tommy Lloyd. Uh, a couple other ones. What's next for me is to get into the gym and get better. That's what's next. That's from ben, Benedict Matherin. Um, and they're great defensively. The, defensively, they're a hard team to get runs on. They controlled the tempo. They didn't do anything we didn't expect. We just need some more experience um, overall. And then Christian Coloco ended up with being, saying, when we started the season, nobody believed in us, but we made them believe in us. That's why our team is sad right now, because we, we know we could have done better. And I think that, that perfectly sums up um, you know, what happened today is that we all appreciate what happened, um, and, and we all love the run that they took us on. It was and it ended in disappointment, which they often do. Like, listen, we've we've only had one season where it didn't end right? in disappointment, um, and it's been 25 years since then. But um, I think brighter times are ahead for sure for this program. All right, Saul, so um, get a good night's sleep right there. I know you <laughs> know you've been working all day, so That's I'll talk good, to you baby. soon, my man. I got right. all this juice, man. Like I'm ready to keep going, baby. You know. Well, you guys, so, is Justin still there? Justin is not here. Uh, Justin is back doing work and interviewing players and all that good stuff. So, um, and then we have uh, Ryan Hansen and uh, and Brian Shepherds are over here. They're still on the radio right now. So uh, they're doing their thing. Listen, like I said, uh, uh, coming up, like don't forget this. Uh, we're trying to work on some things for the spring football game. Uh, maybe we can even do a, a meet and greet or, or a kind of a, just a, a, a general get together gathering before the spring football game. That'd be fun. Uh, we're trying to put some things together. So that way the, the Tucson community and Arizona Wildcats fans, if you're in town and you're going to come out to the game, um, we can, we can hook up with you guys, have a few beers, have a good time and, and go enjoy that game. Uh, Cause it's going to be fun. That's a new team. It's a, it's a new vibe and I'm excited for it. All right. Just want to get, and baseball and softball as well. Obviously, Mike is going to start um, bringing guys on from that. Um, so it'll, it'll be fun. We transition from one season to another, just like the Sands of Times. These are the days of your life. We back the A 12 <laughs> months out of we back the A 12 months out of the year. Also, Always. wanted to give you guys a quick reminder. Matt Mulebach is going to come on tomorrow um, and uh, kind of, you know, put a bow on everything and where we're looking forward. But Saul. Appreciate you again, my man. Safe travels back to Phoenix, and we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you, buddy. All right, guys. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Again, thank you, all of you. We'll be back with you. Mm